the Spanish announce table. It is episode 429 of the Spanish announce table, and we had one of the biggest weeks of the year uh, in pro wrestling. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but even beyond the biggest year of pro wrestling, the biggest news story maybe in the history of news or mm-hmm. wrestling news has broken out throughout this weekend as well. Uh, and hot damn, I don't even know where we're going to go tonight. You should join us live on YouTube. If you're listening back to this later on the podcast, shame on you. Shout out friend of the show, Dak Draper. Um, you, you should be watching live like our good friends, Theo 75, uh, Theo P75, that is, is in the chat. So is Jeffrey Sills. Jeffrey Sills brings up something maybe we ought to hit on that I, I forgot about. Uh, he says, rest in peace, Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he says, the That's Guns, new favorite tag team. But, uh, yeah, that is unfortunate, man. The Bushwhackers, man. I, what else can you say about, like, you're a kid our age. Like, this is what you oh. did, right? My I dad mean- was on a softball team that was sponsored by a bar named the Bushwhackers. And... I was just like, hell, you're the Bushwhackers, and I was mm-hmm. running around. I was like their unofficial mascot. Well, and what's crazy is so is that is that's the iconic kids wrestling team, right? I think WWE has always tried to replicate that niche with teams after that. I would even say to a lesser extent, Street Profits would probably be that team right now. You know, the, hey, like we're stirring it. You know what I mean? It's always so a party. Always, had always a yeah, party. It's always, always something, right? But the crazy thing about the Bushwhackers is honestly, you could make a case that when they were in Australia before they came over to the WWE, uh, when they were the sheep, oh God, I just left me. Sheep herders? Sheep herders, I think, yeah. And they were heels? That's probably their best work. So an incredible career. Um, very Shout unfortunate. Tom, wrestling historian. By the way, Tom has been updating yeah. you uh, on the social medias of a wrestling random wrestling match of the day is that what it is i forget yeah i just do a wrestling match of the day so today's wrestling match let me check to make sure i ain't fucking around here uh comes to you from <clears throat> is it SummerSlam? i think it I is think it was Su- mm-hmm. SummerSlam 2002 sean michaels triple h street fight so there you go now caveat you got to go find it search for it on the youtube like, you got to do a little work here, but Tom's just giving you the suggestion of, like, if you're oh, like, yeah. I want to watch a wrestling match, watch this one. Well, and you know why I do that is I give you the photo to, like, hey, if you're trying to find it, this is what it'll look like, you know? But here's the re- thing that I don't like about it is, you know, uh, for example, I-, I listen to an MMA podcast, and they'll post fight links, but it'll be to UFC Fight Pass. I don't have UFC Fight Pass because I don't fucking support that shit, right? So it's like, well, fuck that. And then I don't want to give you a YouTube link if you're like, I watch all my WWE on the Peacock. So it's just like, right. here it is. You fucking, however you consume wrestling, you'll find it. But this yes. is what it looks like. So yeah, um, 100%. Yes. Uh, but Tim, yes. I tell you what, did we do four lines of wrestling cocaine and snort it all at once? Because that's what it feels like. Huh? Wrestling cocaine. Yes, that's what, yes, it was wrestling I cocaine. Mean, there was so much that happened. We're not even going to touch on because we don't have enough time. Dante Martin broke his leg in an incredible wrestling match. Eddie Kingston and Claudio probably had their best match of their career, arguably. And that's not even going to get talked about, even though we could maybe later on. Uh, ROH pay-per-view was out- outstanding. We had Braun Breaker turn heel in NXT and Carmelo. And his dad turned heel in real life. Well, maybe he didn't turn, but we just yeah, got well, yeah, his right, right, you know. Right, right. Uh, and then Carmelo, what's his name? Hayes? Yes. 
it's Dana, Dana Brooke. Brooke. Yeah. Uh, it's Carmelo yeah, Hayes. Yes. Carmelo Hayes is your new NXT champ. And here's the thing. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag tweet the table. I'm wanting to know more about this guy, but I'm not going to fucking do deep dives in my own research because fuck that. Um, hashtag tweet table with any links or stories that I should know any promos or matches that were like, this is the definition of who this guy is. I want to know more about him because he seems cool. He seems cool. Right. But yeah, all of that stuff uh, will not get covered on the show because there's so much to talk about. And as Tim, so much wrestling cocaine, biggest story of our lifetime so far happened this weekend where Tim, you you're better with the business stuff. I'm going to say it with like a smooth brain idiot way of dumbing it down, but you'll give us the details of what this UFC WWE endeavor mess is all about. So endeavor is known. I'd say, you know, you're a a hyper MMA fan, so you might chime in on these points, but endeavor Mm -hmm. is the parent company of UFC. Now, mm-hmm. from what you've told me, that was smoke and mirrors. That's just fancy name for we had money, we bought it, but yet we're saying, right, like we're the parent company, you're you're doing this, but that's all like there was they're not Endeavor didn't anything. do anything else, right? Right. So, yeah. Dana White still stayed in charge. The only thing that honestly changed from when uh the UFC was purchased by Endeavor is Endeavor was a very successful uh talent agency before they purchased correct. UFC. Uh, they just fired a bunch of people from the UFC that said, hey, we're not going to have redundancy here. So instead of having two yeah. promotional departments, we're just going to have one. Right. So that's really the only thing they did. By Dana the White way, still does the day to day. That's what like venture capitalists do, right? Like they 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 invest, they guarantee you like, well, you're going to see all these increased things. And they do that by going like, well, geez, you should lay off these people and you should get rid of these folks. That's how they always do it, right? All right. Yeah. So, but well, so it, it, what I'll say on that is, yes. However, it also because again, we live in a capitalistic society. It is a little silly to have redundancy where you're oh, like, sure. you know, I make the graphics for UFC. Well, I make the graphics for UFC. Well, why don't you just do for both? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You know? No, and that all makes sense, right? Like, and, and to this point, it's, hey, Dana, you're good at the fight game. You kind of suck at running a billion-dollar business. Let us handle that kind of stuff. You do that, and then we'll just work right. together, right? And, and that's a great idea. So what WWE has done here <clears throat> has merged with Endeavor, and they will create a new company that is like right now has a placeholder name called like New Corp or something like that. Um, well, it's going to be trading under the name TKO. Right. You know right. you love that. So now they will form this new company, however, like – WWE and UFC will operate as like two brands together. Yeah. You got your uh, phone on your microphone. I hear a little buzzing in the background. Oh, oh. good. Look at that. Look at Tom. Technical fixing the show as we go. But so, yes, they formed this new company, merging WWE and, and Endeavor. However, the structure of that company will be there's this Endeavor board that oversees WWE and UFC as, as these two separate brands. Right. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, they're gonna do for WWE. Interesting note that I saw was WWE uh, had more revenue than UFC. However, UFC was turning more profits than WWE. So it'll be interesting to see how some of that shakes out. I think the for me here's the the I don't know if you want to call this fun maybe, but it's it's if we go trace back to the Vince McMahon angle of this here. Mm-hmm. This guy got kicked off of his board of his company, forced to resign, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, listen, media rights are coming up. I'm going to say no to all of those because I have majority shareholder power unless you put me on the company to broker a sale. He then brokered that sale to a company that created a new company that he is now the executive chairman of the board of. And but that still not board, the CEO. Not CEO, but that board now reports to him that fired him. He's man. Well, yes. <laughs> However, that that is one way to definitely look at it. And it, it's very valuable to say that in the sense that look at what he just fucking pulled off. However, the one thing that I would say in a devil devil's advocate way is this is now the first time since Vince Sr. was telling him what to do that Vince has a legitimate boss. And Ari Emanuel, if you're not familiar with who Ari Emanuel is, uh, if you've ever seen the show Entourage, which is somewhat now a dated reference, but go check out the HBO show Entourage. Jeremy Piven's character is based off of Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel is a hothead. Ari Emanuel is ruthless. Ari Emanuel will rip your heart out and then keep your eyes open as you die and his and your heart is in his hands and he's laughing at you as you die. I, he's yeah. that kind of person. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince isn't only there for a short time. He just did well, this to like fuck everybody else over there, like do what he wanted, make his money, and then say, hey, you So, and that's the interesting want. thing because you have Ari Emanuel, who, as I just described, ruthless billionaire. Dana White, ruthless billionaire. A little bit more compassion shown in the past, but still just as much of a double down, fuck you, it's my way or the highway kind of guy. Hates the media because they report facts and that's fucking bullshit. And then you got Vince McMahon, who is the probably the biggest psychopath of the three of them, right? And so those three in a room, I would guess, isn't going to last long. Um, and who's the oldest of the three? It's Vince. So that's why, yes, don't be shocked if in 2025, Vince says, hey, what a ride. This was great. I'm going to go sit on a beach for the last year of my life or whatever it is, right? Or another rape allegation comes out and they go like, hey, you should well, and that's too. But that's the thing here is so now they're a publicly traded company where he isn't the CEO. So if that shit happens this time around, he can't just do the hush money himself. This shit has yeah, to hit the So fans. how does this work? So because I, I like the overall thing was like 51% of WWE shock or stockholders own the company and 49% of Endeavor. But like. Vince now doesn't have this majority shareholder situation in his back. That's what I'm saying. So if Ari Emanuel says, Hey, the fire is getting too hot. You got to get out of the fucking kitchen. Vince can't double down and say, fuck them. I'm going to do a promo on SmackDown. It's like, get the fuck out. You're, you're not the boss anymore. You know what I mean? So that's the interesting part. Put your stuff in a box. And yeah, we'll put it waiting. in a trash bag with Mickey James's yeah, shit, and you can go fucking to the back. Waiting door. in your Uber downstairs. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be yes. fun, but that won't happen. I mean, hey, maybe. So there's, yeah, there's a ton of thoughts that I have. I actually took some notes. I know we don't fact check or do any checking here, but I well, did because I got. Well, let's jump well, in got, with a, a a quick tweet the table because yeah, let's do that before then. we get into that. This is this one's quick, and and I think we need to touch on it before we go further. Uh, Vince McMahon doing this went full '80s soap opera villain, went '40s uh, evil villain tying a, a damsel in distress to the train tracks with this mustache that he's got going on, 
And we got to tweet the table about it. Use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter to tell us what you think about wrestling all throughout the week. Uh, Theo75 says Vince McMahon looks silly with that mustache. Hashtag tweet the table. Silly isn't the word, is it? He looked like an audience member for the original uh, debuting song of Pennies from Heaven that MJF sang. Right? Like yeah. He looks like the guy that originally saw that song being performed. Just weird. I mean, Just 1940s, weird. yeah, smoking. Film noir, uh, bad detective who gets shot in the first 20 minutes. That's who, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Dick Tracy's understudy. Yeah, you're you know? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, like I said, I wrote down some thoughts, and I know we don't fact check and we don't do a lot of prep here, but I got brain fog, so some of this shit I wanted to remember so I didn't forget it while we were talking. So, uh, Tim, if you don't mind, I'm going to share some of my thoughts, bounce Please them do. off you, and then see what you think Please here. Please so, yeah. A couple things that I thought of with the combined UFC-WWE deal. As you mentioned, uh, TV rights are coming up, right? And generally speaking in mergers one company isn't going to re-up their tv rights and then the other company let it ex uh, expire and then we have this weird kind of jigsaw way of doing television or pay-per-view whatever it will be streaming now in in, in a merger so typically they're both going to wait till hey we're both done ufc's with espn wwe's with peacock and uh fox right so they're both going to wait till that's done Here's the interesting thing. Even though the numbers still aren't there 100% and streaming services are starting to scale back as far as like, we're not just going to give money to everything because it's not really uh, quantity over quality as HBO Max is finding out with 70% of their uh, staff getting fired because of discovery mm -hmm. mergers. Um, don't be shocked, however, in my eyes, if you see UFC, WWE combined in one app, and here you go, take it or leave it, peacocks of the world, or we'll do our own fucking shit. And now you have a streaming service where you can watch UFC 162 and SummerSlam 98, right? Yeah. So that would be, well, I'd love that. That would be great for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so don't be shocked if that happens. Now, the second thing, and I think this is the more interesting thing from a outsider's perspective looking in. And I think Jeffrey Sills said this is, oh, when you had mentioned the profits, he says, uh, UFC makes more profits when you pay your fighters nothing. Try not paying your superstars and let's see how many superstars they'll have left. That's the model for the UFC. Their heavyweight champion, arguably the most marketable fighter potentially they've ever had. This guy's name is Francis Ngannou. He hits, it was measured, at the same rate as being in a 45 mile per hour car wreck in a sedan. That's how hard he hits you, right? That's it, huh? And he's and he has these um immigrant stories where he lived on the sand, he went to Paris, lived out of a car. Like his story is a Disney movie with violence, right? And he's their heavyweight champion. And he said, I want to get paid like <laughs> heavyweight champion. Fun fact off of that, he got paid six hundred thousand dollars in his last UFC. Uh, title fight to give perspective rocky marciano in 1951 got the same amount Ooh. okay tyson fury makes 10 million a fucking fight in boxing so francis and ganu said hey let's uh try to pay me a little more and the ufc being notoriously cheap said there's the fucking door and he doesn't fight for the ufc anymore right so now that's when not the Roman Reigns. I'm not interested more in the Roman Reigns' contract 
negotiations. I'm more interested in the Shinsuke Nakamura. Right? Right. Shinsuke Nakamura's contract comes up. Hey, I'm an international star. You go do a show in Tokyo. I'm your main event. All this shit. Back in the pre-merger days, Vince might say like, well, goddamn, we'll get four Tokyo shows this year then to get Mars money's worth. Ari Emanuel might say, go fuck that guy. He ain't on our TV. Yeah. When's the last time you saw him? Right. You know, last summer. Well, he's going to say, listen, I can, we've talked about this. He might say like, hey, listen, the moves don't matter. We got tons of guys that we can get for a fourth of the price that can do those moves. And if you're not going to give me any goddamn good story, then they can just fucking go on there and do the moves themselves for a quarter of the fucking price. Right. So that's the interesting thing is all of the contract negotiation behind closed doors where these, you know, higher mid card, lower top of the card kind of guys come up. And what does Ari Emanuel say when Vince says, well, we typically give them this kind of sweetheart deal because they they did a good favor for us when Roman had COVID or whatever. And he's like, well, I don't fucking care. It's 2024 or whatever it is, right? So that's my next thought. Now, flipping over to the UFC side, because so far we've been focused on WWE. Obviously, we're a pro wrestling podcast. Um, so that's we're where pro we're wrestling's focused. best podcast. Obviously, duh. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to go to the UFC side uh, of this merger. And Obviously, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor is the highest watched or second highest watched boxing match of all time. And why is that? Because of the drama, because of the storyline, you a boxer versus MMA, all of that stuff, a white guy versus a black guy, outspoken guy versus outspoken guy, all champion, champion, all that shit. Right. Imagine with the production, st- the production staff and talent that the WWE has to make you fucking care about a Miz John Cena WrestleMania match. Like it was the greatest thing in the world. What they could do with real fucking fights, like real knockouts and real fucking, you know, hotel drama shit. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. like, I'm interested in what the stories of assuming they go over there, what they can tell that side. So you don't think the UFC invasion is happening, right? Like, Roman's going to be out there one day on the mic and the UFC invasion is going to come in. No, but I tell you who's the most fucked from this. So here's my next note. Who's the most fucked from this entire merger? Brock Lesnar. How Mm. many times did we hear in his contract negotiation? Uh, Well, fuck you, Vince. If you don't like it, I'll go talk to Dana. And then when Dana was like, who will come over? And he's like, oh, you don't want to give me that extra pay-per-view bonus? Well, fuck you. I'll go back to Vince. Well, now, yeah. Now, now you sit on the same board. Shit. You can't, right. Yeah, go fuck yourself, you know? And he's older, but yeah, still, you know what I mean? Like, if you Yeah, but nobody could do, do that kind of thing now. Right, right. exactly. So, um, no, I, I I don't think... Now, maybe those aging gas bags in the UFC, you know, uh, not necessarily... He's not in the UFC anymore, but he's in Bellator. However, like a Rampage Jackson... Don't be shocked, right? Like people like that, I wouldn't be surprised if they show up in WWE a little bit more. Um, And I wouldn't be shocked if, if, you know, Israel Adesanya, for example, is a huge pro wrestling fan. I think I showed you this a few months back where he came out to the Undertaker's song, you know? Mm -hmm. I Don't be shocked if the next fight he has, assuming he wins this weekend, which he probably won't, but if assuming he does, if he's in the corner of Seth Rollins, when they're doing whatever to lead up to a UFC fight of his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So currently, I think with this situation now, Vince kind of is back in charge. And, you know, we like to discuss what we talk about or, or what we see on the TV screen. Now, however, no, this is a big news item, but there's been a lot of discussion about what does that mean for creative? Is he actually back in charge of creative? And we got to tweet the table from uh, at Brian J. Bay Bay. He says, Triple H coming out with a promo like he just lost his job. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, where do you think that kind of stuff lies? Do you think Vince oh. is back in that game? And Yeah, mm. I think not knowing anything, right? I don't know shit about Dick. Right. But I would guess Triple H is now in that Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman role where it was that big splash of look who's running Raw and look who's running SmackDown. And as soon as that you know, number dipped just a little bit. It was, well, they're out of here. Vince is taking over Mm -hmm. that triple H has never been on thinner ice as an outsider's perspective than he is right now. Interesting. Uh, Now, now he did get, I got reported by the Forbes of the world that with this merger, Nick Khan got 15 million and Triple H got five million dollars, so it's and not Nick, as if they didn't Nick make out. President of uh, of WWE now, right in this well, new company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, look, they all made money, of course, and they're going to continue to make money because that's their reward for everything they do is getting money. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeffrey Sill says Vince was back in charge for night two. WrestleMania happened, right? Theo earlier said, uh, happy wrestling new year. Uh, that's kind of generally the feel from wrestling fans around, right? WrestleMania, unless you have some stuff to close up on this WWE. Well, I was going to say going into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two of the things that I made an observation of from WrestleMania that I think deals with this merger that you're going to see a lot more of. Uh, well, one is, as we mentioned already that I have written down layoffs, you know, yeah. the wrestle talks and what cultures of the world that report on all these layoffs, you're going to have a fucking video an hour for the next two weeks of 10 to 200 people getting released. Right. But the other thing that I think you're going to see a lot more of from a pro wrestling's perspective is uh, if you're interested, go Google the UFC octagon. That shit looks like NASCAR on crack with all the advertisements and as you saw from WrestleMania, Turbo Tax this and Cinnamon Toast Crunch that, that's the new uh, norm. Yeah. Not only did we see it, so did our fans, uh, the Spanish Nouns Table Nation. Uh, and we got another tweet at the table, which again, follow us on Twitter, at Table Show Tom, live tweets during big events, uh, always out there making friends uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, a few enemies. Uh, but we got one from... At Justin Floor says, if matches are able to be sponsored, wrestlers should be able to have sponsors on their gear. Hashtag tweet the table. And yes, they should. However, what Tom said is going to happen. They will outfit the ring and everything else. The wrestlers, no, 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 you can't do that. No, it has to go through us first. If wrestlers are sponsored on their gear, it will be through WWE uh, Endeavor, whatever, or whatever, New Corp, whatever we're going to call it. Like, because that's, they have all the power now, as you were discussing, right? Like the yeah, power struggle here between performer, fighter, whatever you want to call it, and company here grew a little bit wider in this. Well, and if you are going to see the sponsorships, it's not going to be, uh, you know, wrestler driven. It's going to be, you're putting what on my gear? We're putting this beef jerky exactly. shit on, you know, it, they ain't exactly. going to be the ones making the decision, but no, you might see exactly. sponsorship on their stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like some, yeah. some guy's going to come out. 
in a biker gimmick, but he has to say Skittles on the back of his ass. Yeah. Or he's going to be the Harley Davidson rider of the week. And he's going to oh come out and then, and they're going to have a feud between a Harley guy and a Kawasaki guy. And that's the whole fucking three month feud is what bike is better. I'm the better motorcyclist than you are. Hey Tom, I think, you, I think you hit it right there. They're going to start doing that. We discussed how I said, man, it looked like you guys were trying to go into this, like pro wrestling with the stars kind of motif. And that leans just kind of right in what you're talking about. Like, hey, we can set up these storylines to be commercials for you if you mm-hmm. sponsor this match and give us $5 billion, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. God. I mean, just go back to WrestleMania. Oh, Christ. What one was it? Yep. The WrestleMania that Booker T wrestled Edge. If you remember how that fucking started, it was over a fake shampoo conditioner ad remember booker t had it edge stole it from him it was this international we didn't really have a fucking thing that's gonna be real now it's gonna be the head and shoulders battle of the locks between you know seth rollins and aj styles and the The loser has to shave their head yeah that's what op says the ring mat will have flaming hot cheetos printed on it yep that's gonna happen like i said you might have a fucking sponsorship just well, you know how the uh, the ring apron is now screen anyway. They're just going to have a rolling. Yep. It's going to look like a goddamn baseball outfield just constantly rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's going to look like a NASCAR race, except yeah. that they're not cars. They're just advertisements. It's like legitimately yeah. advertisements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be bullshit. Yep. They're gonna so, make, yeah, WrestleMania. Have record profits. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Record profits. <laughs> record profits. Good for you. And that's the other thing, too. That's uh, You know, I've said this before in episodes long ago. But I always hate when people are like, you know, a big time fight, right? Like going back to that Conor McGregor, um, uh, Floyd Mayweather fight when they're like, do you know how much money they're going to make? And it's like, it's yours. Yeah, it's your money. It's your (laughs) fucking money. You don't have to support any of the shit. And like, I don't, that doesn't make me want to watch something because they're going to make a bunch of money doing it. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Let them be short sighted and go for the quick money grab and have, you know, PF Chang's racist wrestler of the month and you don't fucking watch it. And then it was just the easiest, like to spot, like fake fight. <laughs> they just didn't even care to pretend it was real for yep. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next sponsored tag team match, the Marlboro man and Harley Davidson versus skull man and Kawasaki biker dude says Theo P in the right chat. there. Right there right on the there. YouTube chat. You should be following us on the YouTube as well. We are youtube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. Or if you just search in the YouTube, you can find us at Spanish Announce Table Podcast. Tom, WrestleMania, man. Ah, you know, listen, I'm going to be completely honest with folks here. I didn't watch it. I watched things later, a match, you know, or two back later the next couple nights. But Saturday and Sunday night, I didn't watch it. Uh, I did. I watched both nights. I live tweeted during both uh, both nights of WrestleMania. I- I'm going to steal this from someone who I can't remember, but I saw it online. And they described WrestleMania like this. Saturday night was the night when you get back with your ex and you forgot about all those great memories. And oh, you're like, hell yeah. yeah. Things feel great. Yeah. And then Sunday this. night this feels good. I remember this. Yeah. And then Sunday night 
you remember why you're not Stabs fucking dating anymore. Kidney. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was WrestleMania. Saturday night was pretty good. Saturday night had some You told fun me. Stuff. I told you I was like, oh, I didn't watch any of it yet. And you were like, you even were like, what the fuck else did you do? <laughs> then, yeah. But then you were like, it was a fun night of wrestling. And I was like, okay. And I saw positive reviews. So that's where I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and watch a few things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I watched a few things. And then Sunday I didn't watch it all. And I didn't see such a great review from Sunday. Oh. Say that. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. So let's go real quick. I'm going to go night one, uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just. Well, I know how quick. it kicked off, and we'll use hashtag tweet the table to introduce it unless you have something. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's right. do that. It started with John Cena and Austin Theory, right? And at Theo75 says, I hope Austin Theory beats Glad Handing Cena and retains the U.S. title in front of those make a wish kids. That would be awesome. Hashtag WrestleMania, hashtag tweet the table. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and we can do a little bit more of a deep dive when we get to it. But I thought, honestly, the most fascinating thing to me was that John Cena brought out these Make-A-Wish kids and lost. And lost, yeah. (laughs) And then on night two, Cody gives his belt to negative one, who again, lost his father, former wrestler Luke Harper in WWE, you know, um, Brody Lee in AEW and lost and it was like lost. hey that's the spot where they win like if they have the make-a-wish kid you let them win like nope fuck you and cena i mean i know you're acting and maybe you, you have to keep a certain hair for a look for a role that you're currently doing but man oh it's god awful maybe let's wear a skull cap or something yeah let's go hogan-esque and just wear the fucking bandana, the bandana. It's, it's fucking bad well and that's the other thing too is He's been balding for a while. This is yeah. not a new revelation. He was balding in his prime, but he had a short haircut where he ECW'd it and he, you know, accented the positives and hid the negatives. And Ness is like, nope, look at that fucking thing right there. That fucking looks like the eye of the hurricane right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it looks like a weather map from Florida. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, man. Um, God, I, you know what else was? I don't know the night ones. Was so, that yeah, the tag team night match? One. That was yeah. The tag so team night match, one, right? yes, night one was the tag team match. So some of the duds, and no offense, but some of the duds, in my opinion, John Cena, Austin Theory. That was a SmackDown match that they just happened to do at WrestleMania. Yeah. The the multi man tag match was fun. The Street Profits won, but nothing was yeah. out of this world. That's a standard again SmackDown kind of match, right? Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Logan Paul, that had some good spots and it was got your celebrity stuff. Oh, we but have a tweet me, table about Logan Paul. Oh, let's get to it. Yeah, then. at Brian J. Bay Bay says, Logan Paul coming in on a zip line. Look, dude, you aren't Shawn Michaels. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, I mean, I think he knew that, right? Um, <laughs> but I think the, the, the spot where uh, Logan Paul is going to do the dive through the table and Seth Rollins grabs that other influencer named KSI and it, he hits his friend, that kind of thing. That was fine too. Becky, uh, Lita and Trish beating damage control was fine. Nothing astronomical happened there. But for me, I was going to say it's the entrance of the year, but it was topped on dynamite. But at this time, the entrance of the year was Dominic Mysterio. Just hitting all the fucking notes you need to hit to be that fucking idiot character that he is. Just great. Yeah, I mean, he's been much better to watch in this 
dumb character that he's playing. And, and I don't, I don't know what portion of it is. He's just lucking into playing this well, or he's really honing his craft and getting better, but whatever he gets his props for this because, uh, yeah, he's become, I like him now. You know what I mean? Where I'm, great. Like, I'm like more of this, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so easy to be like this guy. What a yeah, douche, the highlight right? package, the highlight package of his time in prison yeah. and then him coming out with the security guards that he didn't need. The police <laughs> officers wearing the Ray Mysterio mask is yeah. just another jab to Ray. Just fucking yeah, awesome. But uh, man, I don't, I don't know that I would have had Ray win this match. I don't know. No, I don't know. we talked about it in our God. picks. The perfect thing here to do was to retire Ray. Dominic then takes that mask, right? So this is how I would have done it with given the hindsight that I have. He walks out with that mask on, right? With the four police officers. He's in handcuffs again, just going over right. the top, right? They do the match. He does the stuff with his family, all that. He still beats Ray. And then he goes to put that mask on, throws it down, goes to grab Ray, takes his mask off, puts that mask on. The, the daughter and the mother run into the ring to help Ray. He walks out. Ha, ha, ha. I'm the fucking coolest guy in yeah. the room. That's how you do it. Should have, but they didn't. Uh, they Jeffrey didn't. Sills says uh, the mask had me floored. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, though. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, I thought the match of the night was KO and Sammy versus the Usos. That was sure. the like payoff of all the months of storytelling, right? But just the, hey, what match would you watch again? Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley okay. was that fucking match. Okay. These girls, Sheamus yeah. and Gunthered each other the, the throughout YouTube chat 20 minutes. is talking it up. They're giving it all kinds of stars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, it was the female version of Gunther Walter All right. versus Sheamus. It was uh, awesome. Uh, speaking of the KO and Sam, we have two tweet the tables. Uh, at Katie First Lady says, who would have thought Kevin Owens would be main eventing WrestleMania two years in a row? And Mr. Fourth Row says, KO and Sammy as tag champs should be a lot of fun. Hashtag tweet the table. And uh, you're taking umbrage with the first thing I did, too. That's not the WrestleMania main event. That's I know they call the it a main event, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It just well, and even... Even on top of that, let's also pump the brakes, Tony Stewart. Last year was a talk segment that turned into a wrestling match. They fumbled that shit so hard that they that didn't even have a fucking match. Yeah. Yeah. And Vince so, really fucked that whole segment up too. Yeah. Well, because he's fucking garbage. Yeah. Uh, person and performer. Um, but so KO yeah, no. and, and Sammy as tag champs, of course, it would be fun. You could say, you could pick. 10 different storylines that KO and or Sami Zayn do over the, the rest of their careers. And you could say to each one, this should be fun. And the law of averages is, t is telling me you're going to be right most of the times. Cause those guys oh, yeah. are that goddamn good. Yeah. I will say though, kind of the fallout as you kind of peek into raw, the weirdest thing for me. And again, that show, the bra after mania was fucking <laughs> boring. I watched none of it. I heard it was the drizzling shits. Very boring. Very, very boring. But the worst indictment of the whole thing was you just had Sammy and KO conquer the Usos. They issue an open challenge. And guess who doesn't fucking answer it? The Usos. The Usos. What yeah. the fuck was that? <laughs> the fucking Street Profits did. And that's fine. But like, huh? Yeah, fucking sense. it doesn't make any sense, but that's 
That's what yeah. they do there. They don't make a whole That's lot of sense. Don't yeah. And so then night two, uh, you had some fun. Brock Lesnar and Amos was fun. It was big men's smack right. meat. Right. You love that. Yeah. The uh, women's four way. Yeah. I love it. Uh, the women's four way shit. Uh, just, just bad all around. The match of the night for me was again, I'm talking as far as like, Hey, Tim, you didn't watch any of this. This is the match you should watch was Walter Gunther. Yes. Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Those motherfuckers got a standing ovation from Michael Cole. That was as legit as they <laughs> yeah. come. He wasn't told to do that. He right. was just like, this fucking thing was the best. I have heard that this is the match. This is something that's on the list to like, go back and watch. Cause I haven't yes. watched anything of night. Well, no, I did watch the main event of night too, but uh, yeah. But, yeah. but that was the fucking best. Uh, Edge, Finn Balor, that made news because Finn Balor got busted open the hard way, like really saw the deep. pictures of that, like on the top of his head. And it was, ugh. but again, look, guys, if we're gonna say it's a hell in the cell, you can't stop it because of blood. Yeah. You can't. I'm sorry. That's just the rules. You don't stop it. Right. Right. That, that match has been such a bastardization of what it originally was conceived that that just needs to stop. Yeah. You know, they stopped it when or Seth least, Rollins and the, and the fucking uh, rush a finish, right? If you think, Oh yeah. shit, we got to get him out of here. Then rush a finish. Then rush yeah. a finish. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean that match with edge and Finn Balor, then you go back to the fiend and Seth Rollins stopping in a DQ. Like it's yeah. fucking the match is done. You can't come back. It's done. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But Okay, and then you had Roman Reigns defeat Cody, and we can talk about that. But the moment of the fucking night. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw this. I had to go back and see this. <laughs> Tom is speechless. He's laughing so hard, no sound is coming out of him. His face is Couldn't as red as... Couldn't a better person. Couldn't have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is so Miz is the host of WrestleMania, right? He's the host of WrestleMania. And on night one, who comes in and beats him up, right? Somebody beats him up on night one. I forget who it was. And uh, you know, so they're running McAfee. Oh yeah, it was Pat Pat McAfee. So night two, they run the same shtick back, and here comes the money. (laughs) How comes Shane McMahon? You know, who back when he was talking about the Mean Street Posse was saying uh, trains on the best equipment that money can buy, right? (laughs) The best supplements money can buy. (laughs) Hires the best trainers that money can buy. Does one leapfrog and rips his fucking quad. (laughs) Tim, the the best part of that whole fucking thing, though. Was at the exact moment that his quad fucking explodes. <laughs> you hear Michael Cole say, Well, Shane still got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you had it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck that guy. That was so crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom instantly told me I had to check that out that night because you were like you have to go see. (laughs) 
Oh, oh good times. Oh. Something's up with that family <laughs> in the quad tears. Probably has something to do with the uh, WWE nutrition guy. Oh, they, it's the know. chicken they eat. It's yeah, the it's chicken. The chicken, right? Yeah, it's the growth the hormones in the chicken that they eat. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the moment of the life for me. I love that so much. <laughs> I don't know that you've ever laughed this hard on the show. Oh, ever. my God. I'm sweating. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh God, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I just love it. <laughs> okay. Woo. Okay. Right. Um. And then yeah, Roman. Okay. Roman then beats Cody, and so that was weird too, right? I I guess I just like I thought I even originally picked Roman, and you talked me into picking Cody. Right. Because it just feels, it just felt right. You know, it just felt. At a high level overview. Yeah. I will say this. If you go back and I can't remember again, sorry, whoever I saw this online, it's probably someone more famous than me. So that's where I stole it from. But the, the, the point that they made is, Hey, if Cody wins, this is the easiest road to a championship of all time. Yeah. Never once did Roman send the Usos to attack him. He had a match with Solo Sokoa that was legit one-on-one. Here we go. Beats True. the yeah, lowest ranking point. member of the bloodline. And nothing. He, there was no adversity to getting this championship match, except for winning the Rumble when she came in 30th. Yeah. True. No, you're and right. And then he just wins the title. So, like, that made no fucking yeah, sense. No, I didn't right. think about it that part. But, yeah. So, for Roman to lose it to a guy that just kind of – Waltz right waltz. In, yeah yeah and into it so yeah yeah well i mean it was running the risk of of the same thing right of just like us being like we don't want this like when they originally pushed roman when everybody wanted daniel bryan right uh it was running that risk so maybe it, it averts some of that disaster maybe um, well it kind of also ran the risk of cody and aew right uh, yeah where it's just like hey man uh, you're trying a little too hard well, and and you speak about this worst raw after mania ever and Cody then teams up with Brock Lesnar and then Brock Lesnar does Brock things we got to tweet the table about that uh, at Katie First Lady says are we all just realizing that Brock doesn't play well with others hashtag tweet the table yeah and, and it it was cool what I liked about it was the setup how Paul Heyman said. Look here, we're not fucking dumb. So if you're wanting this tag match, can't be someone debuting. It has to be someone who we saw at WrestleMania. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was, and then if they team with you, they can't wrestle Roman for the championship. Well, fuck, who would take that? But then you go back to SummerSlam, which was one point of kudos I will give to the cohesiveness of the storyline is well brock lost that opportunity at SummerSlam. Yep, so yeah he's gonna fucking take it tonight yeah why not so i liked all of that that was pretty uh interesting and entertaining i also liked just because he's a fucking nerd brock lesnar beating the shit out of cody it fucking made me happy and again i'm talking about the character i don't know the real person the character cody um and so that made me happy because fuck that nerd you know so listen when i saw the ending because I watched that, right? I want to see how they went, right? Is Cody or Roman? Roman won. I was kind of like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I kind of was like, I, I didn't want Cody to win this. Yeah. Well, because now it makes it even more like of a 
Herculean effort to beat him because like Cody didn't even do it at WrestleMania. So like, when yeah. will this happen? You and that guy I mean? solved racism. I, I mean, come on. And he can't beat a Samoan at WrestleMania. You know, who's going to do it though. Who's that? Cause Vince is in charge. Who's that? Is it? That's the, you think that's going to happen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The rock. It huh? is. Going to be for you listening rock. on the podcast. Tom was holding up uh, a rock action figure uh, to the camera. This is why you should watch live YouTube yep, Thursday nights at, at precisely seventeen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one million percent now. The Rock now that they've sold to Endeavor and they're looking to make every penny back because that's the other thing. Going back to the uh, merger of all of this and the acquisition and stuff, I think if I read this correctly, it puts Endeavor at five billion dollars. A loss right now mm. with everything they've done everything everything they're at a five billion dollar loss so if you don't think they're trying to get every fucking penny out of every fucking thing you got another thing coming so it's not going to be jay uso it's not gonna be jimmy it's not gonna be sammy it's gonna be the fucking rock uh Look- jeffrey sill says uh the rock won't be doing it either roman is breaking bruno's record he would be champion for like five more years i think i saw to do that Hey, look, it still might break Bruno's record, but it's going to be the fucking rock. Even in five years, it's going to be the rock who does it. You think it. the rock's going to break Bruno's yeah. record? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the rock who, who beats Roman. That's what they're doing. One million percent. I tell you hey, what. Hey, look. No, no let me tell you real quick. I was motherfucker on this podcast day one, day one-ish, as the Usos used to say, that said when Vince got kicked out, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And look at here now. Hmm? I'm yeah. not right on a lot of things, but when I am right, I fucking right. tell you about yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will definitely remind you that I was. I will remind right. you. So <laughs> be ready for this next year. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched some of this WrestleMania, but I t- this week, their biggest week of the year, right? And then, and the biggest news ever didn't do anything for me wanting to like give it more shots you know I, I just don't like this product you know like mm-hmm. folks yeah and i think i'm sticking with AEW for a while well i even said this uh last night during uh dynamite but i even and i stand by this the first 30 minutes of dynamite which we'll recap here uh in just a moment was better than the last seven hours of wwe program one million percent i'll take 100%. that 30 minutes over the seven hours 100%. every single time you know how much yep. i smiled oh my god so let's get into it, Tim. Last night from Long Island, New York, we saw AEW Dynamite and it kicked off with the match, air quotes. It was Juice Robinson. Rock taking hard, on Juice Robinson. Rock hard, Dalton Castle, yeah. Juice Robinson. Yeah. Taking on, because it sounds exactly like him, uh, <laughs> taking on Ricky Starks. But psych, it wasn't a match because... Jay White, who was a big rumor that would he be at WrestleMania, would he not be at WrestleMania? He was on Dynamite. So mm. we don't get a match. Jay White immediately attacks Ricky Starks with Juice Robinson. Bullet Club, pew, pew, pew. Rubber Band Club for life is now in AW. Tim, what do you think about the placement of Jay White here? What do you think about him debuting? All of the 
I think this uh, is a good way to debut it. someone, right? To introduce a new character into this thing going on, right? So we tease the delivery of the match that we're all wanting to see, right? All of us in quotes. And uh, we get Jay White. I just, man, I haven't been sold on many of these Bullet Club, we made our name in Japan guys across the industry much. You know what I mean? Like Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say, is probably the one who I think is the most esteemed yeah. in my mind. Yeah, I like but the him rest. The I can I can do without, right? I agree. Yep. AJ Styles, maybe of course, is is up there. Where's that guy been? Yeah, I mean he's he, I, he made his name, he rejuvenated his name in Japan, yeah. but he was an Impact guy yeah. more than anything yeah. else. But yeah, where's he been? Is he injured? Have we seen yeah, him? Yeah, he broke okay. his foot. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, just Jay White. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. We're bloated here in AEW. We've talked about this. I don't know what we're gonna do mm-hmm. with the Jay White. That's gonna move me. Well, here's the thing that I'm the most worried about is, yeah, Jay White is this internet darling. I even said that I'm not the highest on Jay White, and I was met with a lot of, you need to check out his work. I've seen it, right? And we even saw him in AEW before. If you recall, yeah, they did that match right. He's been where it was Adam Cole and Hangman and uh, Okada. So we've seen him before, you know, not saying I hate him, but yeah, I mean, my yeah, I biggest concern. I just, no. Yeah. My biggest concern, though, is we're just going to sacrifice Ricky Starks after he beats Jericho, goes through all that bullshit with Jericho. This is his next thing after all that. Yeah, and he that's just the gets thing is beat by Jay White. Well, and yeah, so so the caveat of that is, well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he overcomes Jay White. Well, then what does that mean about Jay White? <laughs> and the <laughs> like, Bullet Club, because it's yeah. going to be it's going to be Dalton Juice Robinson here. And so what the fuck happens? Like, then they're just schmucks. Yeah, it's you know going to be I mean? Juicy Robinson. Yeah. So like. Unless you have another fucking person that Ricky Starks teams up with. Rock hard, juicy Throbinson, right? Oh, oh <laughs> you know who we, they need to, fu- oh, Tim. These light bulb went off over Tom's head. Yes, here. this is how you need to do it. I get that he has something going on. We'll get to it a little bit later in the show. But this is how you pivot out of that because it's going nowhere. And how you get your homegrown talent over the Bullet Club without the Bullet Club necessarily looking like complete idiots. Hmm. You have this two-on-one dynamic going into uh, All In, which we'll talk about again, the announcement later on in the show. But you do Juice Robinson, Jay White beating up Ricky Starks, beating up Ricky Starks, beating up Ricky Starks. And then you have Ricky Starks say, hey, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going back to my roots. Challenge you to a tag team match. You two versus me and a mystery partner going back to my roots of who Ricky Starks is. And you go back to who you can trust. And you know, who he has as his fucking partner hook. You have hook and Ricky Starks take down this bullet club. They just say, fuck yeah. And then they just, they can go again apart from each other, but that's how you get both of them to look fucking great beating the bullet club and then again, it's Hook and Ricky Stark, so like the Bullet Club doesn't look too stupid. Yeah, I like that because you can even throw in a one-off backstage interaction with Powerhouse Hobbs, right? Like he can be kind of staying in the corner while they're doing something, and being like, "Fuck," right? Like, yeah, you know mean, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs wouldn't even be a bad idea either because you could just say he's tired of this QTV bullshit. He's hanging around, but now they have real beef. Because yeah. the thing with Hook that I was thinking about is that. Hook beat Ricky Starks for the FTW championship, but then shook his hand and then just left. Right. Like it was just right. good. Yeah. That's why Hook and right. Ricky Starks. No, that's what I mean. It would almost just have to just that like side eye kind of thing being like, the fuck is going on here? And they'll be like, you, you know? could even have, oh, Tim, 
let's have fucking fun with this real quick. You could even do it this way. Have it, do, have it done this way where Ricky Starks is on commentary for Jay White's in-ring debut with Juice Robinson at ringside. Jay White beats Sir Pentico, right? Whoever the fuck. Um, yeah, probably that. And then they're just talking shit to Ricky Starks on commentary and Taz just looks over. Like you go to the commentary team and Taz just looks over and goes, you know what you need to do. And Ricky Starks is like, takes off the headset and just leaves. And then the next week says, I challenge you mystery partner. And there you go. It's fucking hook Taz made it happen yeah. at the commentary booth. Yep. You can even oh. just have them like they inadvertently touch Taz uh, while they're fucking with Ricky Starks at commentary and that just sets Hook off and then like yeah. and, and Ricky Starks have this thing and be like one more time we'll be like, well, alright mm-hmm. one more time we'll ride one more time beat these yeah, motherfuckers too, ass too bad they don't have like a hand gesture like the shield cause like remember how fucking cool it was when Seth Rollins and Dean yeah. Ambrose finally got back together yo here's what it is right so okay so they're they're messing with Ricky Starks they're shoving they accidentally bump Taz a little hard Hook comes out lays waste Ricky Starks Staring at him, he looks down at the uh, at the uh, commentary table, grabs his bag of chips and offers him the hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, the chips, the bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, chips. the bag of chips. It's in the chips. Yes, that's a fucking way to do mm-hmm. it. Guys, snacks. That or wrestling cocaine, but we'll probably go with the chips. Yeah, guy snacks. If you're gonna go with chips, guy snacks. The originator, inventor of the barbecue potato chip. So you know it's gonna be good. Guys, potato chips out of Kansas City. It is my favorite. Like, I've done so many shameless plugs on here that I didn't get paid for because I like guy snacks that much. I'm being dead serious. Sour cream and onion? Wow. Barbecue's very good, too. But sour cream and onion? That's mine. Uh, All right. So then we go backstage. And Jericho uh, is talking about how Adam Cole won his match last week over Daniel Garcia. And he just doesn't (laughs) fucking like how he celebrated. Yeah. And look. Which, you know, makes sense. It's plausible. It's logical. I don't fucking like that guy. He needs to learn some respect. Well, even that, he was like, listen, you ha- you did your thing. You had your celebration, you had the girl, but then you kept doing it. And now my guy's got to walk out looking like an idiot in your streamers mm-hmm. and shit. Like, yeah, that makes says, sense. How about that? That was fine. Yeah, 100%. And then he yeah. even says something to the effect of, like, he has no respect. I don't like the disrespect. And Keith Lee goes, what'd you say? Hey, me and Adam Cole, we've had battles before, alluding to yeah. NXT uh, and other places, but NXT most recent. And I don't necessarily like, you know, 100% think that guy's on the up and up, but you disrespect people all the fucking time. And he big brothers them and he just like stands over him and he's like, so next week in Milwaukee, kicking your ass. And he's like, oh shit. And there we go. What do you uh, think about that? I like that. I like when Keith Lee's dad came out and punked out Chris Jericho and then walked away. But I like that how- salt and pepper look. I love it. <laughs> but then Tony Schiavone just kind of like, Fucking with with Chris Jericho with this thing, he's like he's gone. Yeah, you guys, you're right. Yeah, like you're gonna get your ass kicked. Uh, so that should be fun. Um, but it, it, I guess it's a maybe they're just pivoting away. Maybe they got when that like people really didn't care to see Jericho, Adam Cole, and maybe we're gonna do this pivot off to Keith Lee, or is this just a step in the way to Jericho getting Adam Cole? Yeah, it's still Jericho, Adam Cole. And then this is a way to reignite that feud between Swerve and Keith Lee. So Keith Lee's going to be out done. there. Jericho's going to be in trouble. But yet somebody gives uh, Keith Lee's dad the old KCCP. And, and it's Swerve. Swerve and his 
his guys that need acting classes. Well, hopefully he has a special announcement on a live episode of Rampage. And again, we record this on a Thursday night, so we don't know even know what that happens because typically it's recorded. Uh, but I'm hoping that the announcement is I've dropped those guys. Fuck them. Jeffrey Sills says, I'm loving the salt and pepper look on Keith Lee. And yes, it does look good on him. Uh, he says, he always reminded me of the Beast from X-Men. And yeah, we have, I think, an episode title about that. Yeah, yeah you said it, he it is. is Beast. Yeah, he is Beast. One million percent. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so then we get into the ring, and we have our first title match of the night. It's the trio's titles, House of Black taking on Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. And here's some fun. We got a lot of good fun. I think everyone got to do their thing. Uh, Tim, what did you think Sue. of We got Sue. Oh, and we got Sue. Sue was probably the best moment of the night. It was like heartfelt. Like, I, I pop more, legitimately, I even said this on Twitter, I pop more for seeing Sue than I did Jay White. Yeah. I also like how he fucked up opening the door on the van and it tried to shut back on him. <laughs> and they just <laughs> laughed about it and they're like, fucking. <laughs> fucking, fucking vans oh, in these automatic doors. God damn. Good Can't times. Can't this technology? Yeah. Yeah, Sue. Uh, God, that should be their entrance every time. Like, it should hey, be I Sue. Now, I know Anytime. Sue can't run the road, so. Well, every pay-per-view. If they have a pay-per-view match, it needs to be Sue. One yeah. million percent. Yeah. Or at least picking them up. If they win, picking them up. Yeah. One of the two. Right. So, yeah. And here again, we got all the fun stuff. We got an orange Cassidy doing the slow kicks to uh, Malachi um, running it. Malachi Black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we even got fucking Matthews picking up a win doing the curb stomp, you know, shouting out his old mentor, Seth Rollins from the WWE days. Uh, and House of Black wins. Nothing was bad about this match. I thought yeah, I we got all the fun shit in it. Uh, Trent did a fucking pile driver to Brody King for mm -hmm. Christ's sake. That mm -hmm. was cool. Uh, so yeah, all in all, a fun match. I thought. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you can't go wrong if you got Sue. No way. Yep, of course. All right. Then after that, we go backstage, and we see a returning Christian Cage. Christian Cage looks into the camera, essentially says, "A uh, follow me, motherfuckers." And walks into the red light, and we are met with the demon dinosaur, yes. Luchasaurus. Yeah, Luchacanosaurus. I mean, goddamn, he's scary as fuck. Growing I extra, growing extra spikes out of Get his shoulders. Getting more dinosaur-like. More dinosaur-like. Um, I liked it. God, it was good, right? Christian, Christian is easily one of the most hateable faces in wrestling. And so him not even saying anything, even though he's one of the best heels on the mic, he can just look at somebody and be like, nah, nah, you need to be punched right now for looking at me that way. And he looked that way into the camera and he's just like, you know what I mean? Back in and then, and then he said out of the red and the smoke and the, and, all, and just mm -hmm. here's this dinosaur. Right. And they're just, and that's it. I love the simplicity of it. Loved all of it. Good stuff. All right. Don't forget, uh, as rumor has it, if you believe in those kind of things, uh, Vince McMahon hated Christian Cage's face so much that he tried to put a blue dot over it every time he wrestled. So yeah. one person for yeah. sure hated that right. fucking yeah. face. Um, but who do you think they go after? Because I think Jungle Boy is kind of past them up. Yeah, I don't so know. where does he go? I don't know. Who's a baby face right now that just kind of... Because Ricky Stars comes to mind, but he's busy. Hangman's busy. You're talking MJF? They're going for the title? What are you No, what are you no, about? no, no, no. I'm talking about the guy that was just in this last match we were talking about. Oh. 
the international champion, mm, Orange, Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, take his ass out because he's already running on fumes. That's true. Right. Right. Then you get There's a title. The opportunity. Give him the title. Running, running on Love full it. speed. There, I could get down with that. Yeah. And then Orange Especially- Cassidy wouldn't care to go back and be like, whatever. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. What else are we doing? He's here? an easy guy to drop the title because it's believable that he doesn't like, I'm getting it back, right? He's just like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Christian Cage as your mouthpiece for a championship oh, without yeah. actually having to wrestle? Or a monster? A legit monster? Luchikanosaurus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's where I would go, but who knows? We'll see. Big red dinosaur? All right, Tim. Hey, <laughs> yeah. this one... I mean, Ooh, before you do that, you see the shirt I'm wearing? You know where I got that? Where? Pro yeah. Wrestling Tees. Oh. Pro Wrestling Tees has the Spanish announce table on it now. All you got to do is search for Spanish announce table on Pro Wrestling Tees, or it's even ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish announce table. We made it easy for you. Buy a shirt. You'll get a shirt. We'll get some money. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win for everyone. Win-win yeah. for everybody. But you speaking were saying. Of, yeah. yeah. Speaking of something great and also surprising you know, uh, rip my quad and call me Shane. We had a fucking women's title match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like hereditary, the quad rips in that family. <laughs> Tom has been getting so much joy out of this quad rip. He's been laughing this yeah. way since what Sunday? <laughs> Saturday. I've Sunday. watched it probably <laughs> ten thousand times. It's so crazy. <laughs> you see the chest trying to fight through it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Poor Shane McMahon. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, what a what a night. Okay. What a night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, Tim. But seriously. Um we had a women's title match in the first 30 minutes of yes. the show. Yeah, interesting, right? Incredible. I was yeah. so happy for them. Right. This wasn't the main event where you got the extra pressure of like, you know, having to make sure you earn that spot. It wasn't right before the main event, like it always is. I thought this was great. It legitimately surprised me and made me inter- interested to say, well, this isn't where it's supposed to be. So what what's going to happen? What should happen here? Right? Like right. when you change the cadence, you catch my attention. And so uh, again, women's title match champion, Jamie Hayter taking on 98 pounds of Rio. And here's what I'll say. Cause my wife who was reading uh, overheard that they said Rio weighs 98 pounds and she's like, are you serious? And I was like, I mean, I think that's serious. Like, we saw her. And I was like, she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So I think she may be 98 pounds. And here's what I'll say. Pro wrestling is not a sport. It's not real. It's theater. We've had Rey Mysterio beat the big show. So, like, shut the fuck up a little bit. However, the problem I have with Rio the most is she does the dives that you need to do as a smaller wrestler, but she doesn't have the speed of a smaller wrestler. So 
with Ray and Hooventude and even, you know, Eddie Guerrero in WCW and Jericho, you know, early in his WCW career, they had this speed that when they went up against the Scott Halls or the, you know, Bam Bam right. Bigelow's, whoever it was, it was like, it was the rapid they- fire. We don't know where you're landing. So I can't hit you with my slow punch. Right. right. And so with Rio though, like her, her speed is kind of the same as Jamie Hayter. So it's like, okay, how the fuck are you going to beat her then? Yeah. Right. So like, that's my only issue with her wrestling style being that small is unfortunately, if you have the athleticism, I hope so, but like you got to speed that shit up to make it a little bit more. Believable. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey still says Jamie Hayter is the best, but to sell out that stadium, you might need to drop it to Soraya and have her give it back in London in the main event. And more on that later, of course, but he says Hayter hasn't had a bad match her whole title reign. And I, I think I'd agree with that. Oh, remember that main event she had with her Karoshida where she, yes. fucking, I mean, that was hard hitting. You want to talk about female match, hard hitting. That was right up there with him. He says Rio uh, just needs to carry a pipe everywhere she goes. Well, yeah, that would help. Well, you know, I forget her name. Jeffrey. If she became probably... this, uh, this generation's version of the Sandman where she was just rolling out with a pipe and was just, you know what I mean? Bonkers, crazy hitting people with the pipe all the time. I mean, you can make it a mix of Spike Dudley and Sandman. Where it's, hey, like that. this small person probably is going to get fucked up. They most likely know they're going to get fucked up. They're going to try. They're also crazy and they're going to yeah. have a pipe. And so they're not, yeah, not going to stop trying. So yeah. you're going to have to like kill them. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, the thing with, yeah, so we'll get into Wembley. Yeah, we'll get into Wembley. Um, all right. So Jamie Hader wins. Uh, we go back to the backstage, the outcast mock hater and say, we're going to win that title. We don't care who it is amongst the three of us, but we're going to win that title. Sure. Um, and then we go back to the ring kind of, because we get the Jericho appreciation society 2.0 and they say, let's get a claims response. Yeah. And a claim comes out and they cut him down with every bar pulling the George Santos line. Mm-hmm. They're pulling some other fun shit. I mean, the crowd's love it. Everyone's loving it. And you would think 2.0 would be mad. And here comes cool hand Luke. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like us. you guys want to fight together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on Friday night, we're going to get a eight person tag with 2.0 and acclaimed. What do you think happens here? Yeah, I think they may drag this out a little bit more. We'll maybe get a payoff next Dynamite, right? Um, I thought it was, to me, JAS understood what happened, but yet they're still playing along. Like, either they think they can convince the acclaimed, or they're like, yeah, 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 we get you, but you wait to see what's, what's coming for you at Rampage or whatever, right? Like, the, the they got embarrassed, but they went with it, knowing that the backup is... Hager and Garcia yeah. fucks him up. Oh, you think I'm an idiot? Just wait. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we come back from commercial and it is MJF day. Tim MJF gets a key to the city. Does an interview with the local news. I believe it was, mm-hmm. but the only time I could ever say it looked like he broke character. It looked yeah. like he was legitimately like happy and honored to get a key to the city. Oh, yeah, that did not course. seem like yeah. MJF. That seemed like whoever, you know, Max right. Friedman is or whatever his last name is. And so he comes out uh, to celebrate and we so get fun. pennies from heaven done MJF style <laughs> with the big orchestra band. 
crowd is singing along. Oh my god, this crowd was so again. It's it's Long Island. It's he's getting the key to Long Island, his hometown. But like, I love how much of a face he is in Long Island, and and yeah. this goes throughout the segment. How on a dime these fans were for MJF and only MJF. Yeah, and it was one million percent because. Uh, we get MJF coming down to the ring. One person they were definitely not for was the fucking governor of New York. <laughs> oh, man. They hated that uh, fucking guy. The mayor of Long Island or something, right? Or something oh, mayor. Like that. Yeah, yeah, something, I don't know yeah. what he was. You know, Dre, whatever they call it. But yeah, they booed the shit out of that guy. I like how MJF is even like, hey, listen, he's giving me the key to the city. Don't screw this up for me, right? They're still right. booing him. But I love how he fuck. even plays it off when he's like, all right, thanks. And he's like, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, Fuck this jerk off. Yeah. I mean, that was funny, but that was definitely a miss. I don't think that that politician, mayor, whatever he was, was expecting that. Well, and maybe, they, maybe, maybe he knew to expect it because kudos to him. He sold it, right? Like, I mean, he was, yeah. he still, like, he wasn't nervous. He was still delivering that thing loud and proud into the thing. So I, either he knows enough to know I'm getting booed when I walk into this place and I just got to deliver, or MJF or somebody smart enough, like, just keep. Just keep on script. They are going to boo the fuck out of you, but just keep on script. Either way, uh, it came off great because I love how he was just oblivious, right? Which he's a politician, right? So yeah. he's just fucking boos are just raining down on him. And he's like, that's why we love this guy. <laughs> it's so fun. So fun. So good. And so then MJF goes into story time with MJF as he typically does. <clears throat> and he talks about how a teacher, when he was in grade school, uh, Basically this called him out every something time. Like that, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. Called him out because he has ADD. And this was a she, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, mm. she. Uh, and how she always would say, "Answer this question." He wouldn't know it, and so answer this question, she wouldn't know it. And so on the last day of school, uh, she was like, "Well, what do you want to be?" And he's like, "I want to be a pro wrestler." And she's like, "That isn't going to pay off for you." And then, in long story short, he's like, "But look at me now." So. Don't be like uh, the teacher's name. I can't think mm -hmm. of who, what it was. Uh, and be a stupid bitch. Yeah, a, Don't be a stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we have that now uh, yeah. for eternity in the Spanish answer. Don't be a it. stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to throw that out every once in a while. And then he said, if you're a Long Island kid and only a Long Island kid, follow your dreams and work hard and you can be like anyone except for MJF because he's better than you. And they even go, because you know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, fucking eating out of their hand or eating out of his hand. And so then MJF goes up the ramp. He's like, Hey guys, let's do one more encore motherfuckers. Like get this shit going. Someone messes up. Jeffrey Sill says they gave the key to the city to a guy who admitted to committing a crime when he was getting a BJ. <laughs> I mean, Long it's Long Island, Island you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very on yeah, par right? with everyone else. Surprised he didn't already have the key to the city. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised they didn't give it to him on the scene. Um, so then uh, he goes to do his uh, his encore, and someone in the band messes up, and MJF goes over to him and chastises him. We've been practicing this. Don't scrub. mess it up. And yep. he comes back to the microphone and uh-oh, it's Jungle Boy. And we get a pull apart. Again, like you said, credit to the crowd. They hated Jungle Boy. They did not <laughs> yeah. like his ass. So yeah, as they're yeah. rolling, 
whenever Jungle Boy would get on top, the booze would thunder down. And then when he would get flipped over, it was instant. Yay! <laughs> right? Like, it was so fun. So fun. That crowd was so great. And then in a thing that I thought was good theater is as they were pulled apart, the belt falls in the middle of them. And, hey, we go to the next match. Well, who is that? It's Sammy Guevara. And Sammy Guevara grabs the belt and is like, doesn't this look good on me? And the crowd doubly hates him. Mm. They already hated him ahead of time. And now they hate him for taking MJF's belt. So he holds it up, all that stuff. And he gets it in Jungle Boy's face and then he throws it to MJF, makes his way down to the ring. I really like that. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at All that cinematography was great. Very good. Uh, And so then we get in the ring, Sammy Guevara taking on Commander. And I know we say moves don't matter. And by and large, they don't. However, this commander motherfucker, <laughs> running up and, I mean, running the ropes and not falling once. Mm-hmm. God damn. Takes a lot he of wrestling cocaine. The ropes. Yeah, he did a run the ropes shooting star press onto Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, he's impressive. One take. Yeah, one this take. This isn't a movie. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Uh-huh. One take. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. I will say that. Uh, yeah, he but did he a couple. But he lost. But he, but he lost. definitely did a couple bumps with that wrestling cocaine before he walked out. Quite a bit. He had the focus to fucking do anything yeah. that his mind uh, was made up to do, except for obviously win. Hyper focus. Um, so I've heard with the cocaine. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, that's yeah. in the movies. Right. We watched movies before. Right. So yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Sammy Guevara wins, and then post match, I thought this was honestly probably Sammy's best promo. He gets on the mic, and again getting booed out of this fucking building but he says hey mjf the last time you beat me was because of sean spears and a chair shot you fucking asshole and then he says you know of all these pillars you got here because of other people wardlow sean spears pinnacle inner circle all these things and i got here on my own which is not fairly 100 percent true um but he's like uh so screw you for thinking I'm not a champion and screw this city, Long Island, New York. And then, ah, you motherfucker, you know, and he goes, I'm going to be the champion of AEW. I thought this was good. What did you think of the promo? Same thing. I mean, again, I, I thought it, the thunderous booze helped to, for him to lean in and just be as vicious as he needed to be for this. Um, I, I wouldn't say Sammy Guevara's promos have ever really been a weak spot of his game either, but I do no. agree with you that this is, this is probably some of the best work we've seen him do, at least in a long time. I've always felt that Sammy's, and this is me being an older man wrestling fan, mm-hmm. his promos have always felt a little young. It always felt like a kid. Yeah. You know, it felt, and this one felt like a man. Right. This felt like a, I'm about to do some shit. Not yeah. like a, I'm going to do it. It's like, yeah. he has a it bass like, in his voice. I'm the best because look how pretty I am and I can do all the flips, right? And, and then, yeah. like, you're like, okay, but. It'll mean something when you get punched in the mouth, right? And now he's a guy who's like, I'm ready to punch somebody in the mouth. And you're like, there it is. There There it is. is. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that that was the difference for me. And it was the tone in which he said it. So, all right. So then we get back into the ring for the FTW title. It's Hook versus Ethan Page. And this was fine. This is probably one of Hook's weaker matches because it wasn't about Hook. It was Correct. Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy distracting, hitting Ethan Page. Well, shocker. Didn't see that one. And I think it was two minutes and Hook yeah. gets the victory. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully it can just seal that up. 
That's what I'm hoping. I don't want, I don't want a firm, uh, you know, Ethan page, big bill, Leah, Leonardo, not Leonardo. What the fuck is his name? Uh, yeah. Who's the black guy? No, who's the black guy? Um, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I knew that. Taking on hook Cassidy and Hardy. That's what I don't want to have. It's very memorable to Lee Moriarty. He does a little dance. Yeah. Tiger the Cisco style, guy? style. Yeah, he's yeah. Cisco. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I hope. Old guy happen. reference. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, we thought Bow Wow was an old da- dated <laughs> reference. Fuck. Twenty years before that. We're talking about the Thong Song. Now. Yeah. Fuck. That was Turn of the Millennium, nineteen ninety nine. I think it was. Um. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But we move on and we go to our big announcement. And it is Nigel McGinnis, newest member of yep. the Ring of Honor commentary team, Ring of Honor legend, former champion of Ring yep. of Honor. Uh, and he is with wrestling cocaine out Tony Khan because he was took all those bumps of wrestling cocaine. All he didn't blink, them. I don't think. I'm yep. not sure he blinked. He didn't blink yet. Man. So, Look, does, does he not watch these back? Don't you see well, it so in yourself? That- that's what I was going to say. So I told you this. Ariel Hawani leaned into this poll. He does cocaine. And whether he does or he doesn't, that's not for me to say. It's right. way better than being a sexual predator. So that's the first off, right? I don't always think, though, that every time we see Tony Khan excited, he's on coke, right? Yeah. I think what we're seeing is a kid who was a wrestling fan now getting to be a kid with all these toys who are actually humans. And it's just so exciting that he got the brand new Brian Danielson toy. Look at this. This is so much fun. And he doesn't know how to act. And then on top of that, he doesn't have feedback. I don't think anyone after that promo that he did, Adam Cole, Nigel McGuinness, camera guys, whatever. I'm like, like, dude, you just stared right in the camera and read the cue card the whole time. (laughs) Like, like, Hey man, good enthusiasm. Next time blink. Yeah. I don't think anyone Take fucking breath. said that. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's so crazy to me that people with these resources that when they get in these positions, like when they know, like, I'm going to be a CEO or director, are you not taking like public speaking courses or have a coach or a. It's that, it's that, it's that blind confidence where you're like, well, I got this far so by myself. Why would I need someone now? Yeah, it's because of That's my genius, is, right? It's yeah, not, it's, yeah. It's, if I, why do I need them to coach me? I'm the genius. Yeah. Look, the way to do a promo is not to fucking blink. Like, yeah. I don't know why these fucking people are That's blinking. It. Like, I mean, I think there's some cocaine residuals going on. I'm not going to lie. But, like, he may not be of, like, just hit a bump and coked out. But I think he's, like, he's so nervous about messing up that he's, like, reading that word by word on the card because he doesn't want to appear like an idiot when he messes it up. So I've got to make this announcement, and we're so happy, and we're so proud, and and smile now to Adam Cole, right? Like, he's just, he's so, I think, like you said, locked in on that. And then I don't, like, I don't, my worry is, like, I know you're busy, and you're always going, but, like, you don't watch it back, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't see this, it yourself. You don't. <clears throat> yeah. And with this, you could have done a pre-tape. It could have been like, hey, take one, need to blink. Let's do it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? You didn't have to do it live if they did it live. Yeah, somebody needs to get Tony a thing that, like, we don't need him for this. Right. It's fine when you come out at the event when the cameras are off and you're like, everybody, thanks. We love you so much. Like, that's all. That's heartwarming, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that feels cool. Fine. But these on-screen announcements of your big things, like, man, let's get a director of communications out here or something. Mark Henry. Yeah. You know? Just anybody. Like, even if it's a suit. I don't care, right? But like mm-hmm. somebody that knows their way around a speech. Yeah, those post-match uh, or post-event uh, Tony Khan uh, speeches are fun. By the way, at the last one, I got to scissor them. Did you know that? Me and yes, Tony Khan yeah. got to scissor. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says, the snowman is about to sell out 90,000 seats, a place WWE hasn't been since SummerSlam 92. This is ballsy for Tony to try. Uh, but I do feel like Wembley wouldn't have given him the stadium if he couldn't. I think, look, I think we know enough about the British wrestling fans over there. They're going to go to this event, right? They clamor for these events. They can't get enough of them because they don't get enough of them, if we're probably being honest, for how, like, how fervent uh, these fans Mm -hmm. are over there. So, yeah, they very well might, but Impact Wrestling could have went over there and might have got, maybe not Wembley, but, like, probably could have drew way more than they ever would, right? So the the if again if you believe all the wrestling statistics and all that, consistently AEW outdraws WWE across the board every single week. Like it's not even close. It's AEW, it's Dynamite, Rampage, SmackDown, Raw. Like that's how it goes in in England. So nice. they're number one over there. Yeah. Now to get to this announcement, so Nigel introduces Tony Khan. Tony Khan then talks about how hey. These revolutionary guys, the mm. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody, which this I thought was Cody an interesting Rose. time yeah. to mention Cody. They came up with this event called All In, and then I got involved, and then we have AEW. But to honor those revolutionary guys, we're going to do AEW All In. And so I thought that was really interesting that you could have, now one of the camera guys made sure to have a laugh my ass off Cody uh, sign that they showed. I don't uh, know whose decision that was, but right. they had that sign show. They, they right? may have threw that sign out there. They may have been like, "Hey, somebody hold this." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. However, Tony Khan verbally praised Cody, so I yeah. thought that was interesting to do it. Of all weeks, you did it this week to praise Cody, right? Yeah. Then on top of that, he introduces a- again Adam Cole. And let's review all of these big announcements. So this one, they're going to Wembley Stadium, as Jeffrey Sills said to us here. Wembley Stadium. Who's going to be the AEW guy that talks about it? Adam Cole. We go back. We say, we're doing Forbidden Door. It's New Japan and AEW. Who does the announcement for that? It's Adam Cole. Are we, is Adam Cole going to be the fucking president? Like, why is he in all these announcements? He's never been champ. Maybe, maybe he does some office stuff and they, you know what I mean? Maybe they're grooming him for that. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's odd. It is weird. I I don't know. Again, like you were there to make your announcement. You were making the announcement and then you were just like, now to talk more about it, uh, Adam Cole. So why didn't we just have Adam Cole do the whole thing? I don't know. Yeah. Or why don't we have Tony Khan just wear sunglasses? Well, and like, why again? Why did Nigel McGuinness have to like stand there and watch you say it the whole time? Why was he there? <laughs> right? Like, we could have announced Nigel McGuinness at a different point, and then had you 
or, or just agree. Adam Cole. It was all weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little clunky. Uh, but the thing that stood out to me besides Wembley stadium, 92,000 was that Adam Cole was just like, yeah. again, talking some shit. Well, and Jeffrey still says he'll have the talent to pull it off. And let's not forget about that forbidden door that stays open. Yeah. It's not a forbidden door anymore. I don't know why we could, the door is not forbidden. It's the well, glory hole. It is the glory hole. Obviously right, it's we, the AW glory hole. We helped AW with yes. that months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the other thing that I will say that I'm going to bet on. I'm going to bet we're probably going to see the biggest stage in AEW history. So I don't know if 92,000 are going to be seated because there might not be 92,000 seats available. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's going to be packed. Like, they're going to, oh, it's going to be packed. But it's not going to be Tyson Fury fight, right? Like, go watch a Tyson Fury card when he last boxed uh, last year in Wembley Stadium. That was a ring and a walkway, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to have way more shit than that. So, let's also kind of – but it's wrestling, so they probably, you know, fit in 97,000 people, they'll say. You know what I mean? right. Of course. Of course. Um, So, we'll see. I'm just excited because the thing that's interesting, if if my calendar is correct – I believe all in is a month before that next pay-per-view that they're building to. Mm, so they've got to do two major events. Right. Cause so they're saying this is in May, right? I didn't catch when. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. What did they say? August, August. Oh, it's August. January, February, March, April, May. Oh, September is all out. That's what it is. So it's all in in August and all out in September. Okay. Interesting. So here's the thing that I'll say to you, Tony Khan and locker room. You guys want to fucking be profitable next year. We need to have, and I'm just saying it because I said it when it happened and I'm still standing by it. We need to have, and I'm spoiling the main event here, but we need to have the elite versus CMFTR as your fucking main event. CM Punk and FTR mm. versus the elite. That's going to Tim, a returning CM Punk. I don't want CM Punk to return. I don't, I don't look, like it. I don't like look, it. <laughs> you don't want, you don't want a straight edge, grumpy asshole. Oh, confronting the guys. He legitimately punched in the face live on television. Not really. You didn't like Jerry Springer. I mean, I'm I'm not signing up to watch it again. <laughs> oh, I will. I watch 100. You the don't thing about words. the CM Punk being back is, yes, that moment might be cool, but it means on the backside of it, we get another moment like, like we had when he left, and we get more. And he fucking the guy won't ever go away and stop crying about how I don't get all of the respect and only the respect and nothing but everywhere I walk, people don't fucking smell me and say my ass smells rosy fresh. How dare they? Fuck except that guy. Yeah, except for FTR. And Dan they, that's why he likes yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, but like that, you know, I just uh, I can I well, can deal without it. And he doesn't he doesn't do anything that much better than others that makes me want to put up with that. I agree. But here's the thing that works in our favor, your favor, anti CM Punk hmm. full time favor. He's gonna get hurt again. Yeah, right. He's gonna he rip a make quad. It to the, right, yeah. he'll, he'll pull a he'll pull a Shane McMahon and rip it. Yeah. <laughs> High ankle sprain. <laughs> I hope he debuts like Shane. Oh my god, I love that so much. 
I hope they have yeah. an action figure of Shane ripping his quad. Yeah. That would make my life. Okay. Uh, so that was the announcement. And then I'm not even going to say this was a match. They Blackpool Combat Club. An action figure with a removable quad. You can just rip the quad off. <laughs> or you just replace it with a rubber leg. So you try to put pressure on it and it just yeah. like falls into itself. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's great. Fuck Shane. Um, I'm not even gonna say that this next one was a match. I don't. Blackpool Combat Club beat up three people that were not even announced. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Post match, Brian Danielson says, "You know what? I love my family. Love them to death. You know who also I love? I love John Moxley. Ripping that guy's fucking face. guys. Yeah, yeah, whatever right, he was yeah, doing. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like ripping that guy's mouth or something. <laughs> whatever he said. Yeah, yeah." He goes, I like Claudio. Claudio just looks like an action figure. Yeah. I like Yuta. And Yuta is a fucking asshole. Yeah, even though he's a, yeah, even though he's a dick or something like whatever he yeah. said, like, even though he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And Yuta was like, yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. And then he says, these three guys were probably hired by those EVPs. They're amateurs. And you know what? Yeah, everyone's an amateur. After this weekend, I'm starting to think. We're the only professionals he, in he this country. Them impotent amateurs at one point. Yeah. <laughs> he was on something, man. He was on that wrestling cocaine. Yeah, I'm telling you, wrestling cocaine will get you to that next level. And Danielson is just calling everyone amateur, 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 amateur. You're all amateurs, amateur, amateur. Yeah. Well, then that brings out hangman adam page cowboy shit and mm -hmm. he's just talking shit the entire time like you fucking assholes what mm -hmm. did you think i'm not gonna come out here and yeah. kick your ass of course i'm gonna right. come out here and kick your ass and he does it because it's four on one and here's the biggest plot hole of the night so i understand maybe what we're getting with but we should have got a backstory of why his friends weren't there because hangman's getting beat up and danielson's calling him an amateur and then he's saying I love these guys. I love everyone in the black. As each club. one like trading punches on him. He's like, I love Moxie. Yeah. And he's hitting him. He's like, I love you know. Claudio. And he starts hitting him. That was a good right. touch. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And then he goes, no one loves you. No one's going to come out here and save you. And then he takes a fucking screwdriver to his head. Yeah. Which good. Yeah. But the plot hole here is, as you've said, like people do love hangman. They've come to his aid against these characters before. Yeah, we just had a couple weeks ago, Evil Uno saying like we were all ready to put the belt on Evil Uno, <laughs> you know. And his 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 point was, yeah, we're here to save you. It's time for let us save you. So earlier in the night, you should have had something where Dark Order says like, "Hey man, if you want to fight those guys, it's on you this week," like or something. Or hey, Young just, Bucks and Kenny Omega are hurt. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they're not here because of injuries or something. But like, you could have had somebody like Hangman's, like, you know, alone back there and he's, you know, talking to Evil Ono and he's like, your fucking flight was delayed, you know, like something. 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 Because when you don't tell us that story, we know he has friends. And then you fast forward to this, all I was saying is, where the fuck is Stu and Evil and yeah. Johnny Hunt? And that's the thing is like, him saying, like, you don't have anybody that loves you, but like, they proved that already. They came out and fought against you, like, you weren't there. Brian Danielson, but uh, uh, you know he was up against Mox, right? Like they were like, "Fuck you, we are his friend, we love him." Now, this is the only thing I'm hopeful for because AEW typically doesn't do this big of a plot hole, right? My hope is next week, Hangman Scorch Earths his friends 
And it's like, what the fuck with all you guys? You weren't. And then we get the backstory of, dude, Blackpool Combat Club jumped us at the airport or, you know, all this stuff. And Hangman never knew the difference, but he doesn't believe him now. And now he goes back into self-hate Hangman. Yeah, yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. You know? Right. That could be fun. Could so be. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, Danielson, great villain. That's basically what I wrote there. And oh, then we get yeah. to our main event. As I mentioned earlier in this show, at the time, the best entrance of the year was Dominic Mysterio and his prison entrance. And it was good. And it was definitely a more grander entrance than what I'm about to talk about. However, the ass boys coming out to many men by 50 cent when everyone fucking hates them. That is the chef's kiss of yeah. the week. Well, and just the whole, I mean, the spinning, like doing, and they're just, I mean, the guns have come a long way too. The guns. Yeah, they just, definitely oh. had a, oh, we're not standing. They had a, well, fuck yeah, we're standing here. We're the fucking guns. Like, stop calling yeah. us ass boys. We're the gun. They're still ass boys. But like, we're the fucking guns. Like, yeah, their confidence took a turn when you play 50 cent behind them. Mm-hmm. That was fucking cool. Yeah. I don't know how much they paid for that because they probably paid a pretty penny. Probably. But if Tony Khan can pay for that all the time, that needs to be their shit. I, that I agree. needs to be. Yeah, that, that can even fire. be used as a baby face, right? Let's say mm-hmm. Colton Gunn gets taken out. It's just Austin Gunn. He goes up against the Blackpool Combat Club. Play that fucking song. Here's the mini men in the ring. Like fucking it was outstanding. Great. It was outstanding. Great. And they lost. Well, and so I like this match, though, for how they lost, because yeah. the caveat here wasn't that the FTR had to lose or excuse me, the FTR had to win. They had to win the championships. Right. Mm-hmm. So at every turn, the ass boys are doing low blows and trying yeah, to hit them with to titles. Beg the ref to not. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And FTR, and FTR, yeah, Dax is don't fucking cash is don't fucking do it. And then to his discretion, he's like, fine, fine. I won't do it. I won't do right. it. I won't do it. And kind of in a weird final spot, I thought they both pinned. Yeah. Them. An ass which, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is like doubly fuck yourself, you know, but yeah. FTR are now your second ever team to be your two time AEW champions. The other ones being the young bucks, which feels appropriate. Uh, so what did you think of the main event though? Overall? Again, I like the story being told, kind of as you said, right? With the, you know, we, we, you can't disqualify them, please, right? Like, don't do this to us. Uh, and then, you know, you know, the story's fine, right? And look, the guns have come a long way, but they're not, you know, beat FTR cleanly come a long way. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was, it was definitely a turning point for them. They lost the championships, but now... Maybe it's just my own perspective here. But with that entrance, with that performance, they do have the win over FTR in the past. They are former tag champs. Whatever they do next can be a little bit more credible. So if they go into a feud with best friends or I I can't even think. uh, No, they already did the acclaimed. But any other baby face tag team, they will be the we're the big dogs in this feud. So I like that for them moving forward. Yeah. Agreed. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And that was dynamite. And that was dynamite. And that was the week of wrestling, man. And it was uh, so much, right? Sell a WWE WrestleMania. 
ROH Super Card of Honor. We had quad Which, tears. We had ankle breaks. We had. You got to see, and I, I will say it again at the end of this episode. You got to go out and watch Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Casanoli. That match was so good. And then you got to watch the post-match speech from Eddie Kingston because he loses it, and it's awesome. And then you got to watch Shane McMahon ripping his quad. <laughs> and that's what we'll leave you. <laughs> the Spanish announce table. <laughs>